Spiritual States Prayer. Hello, everyone. Spiritual States. Hello, Dr. Michael Lightman. Hello. And today we're going to talk about prayer. My first question is, what is a prayer? It is to turn to the upper force. That's it. Your teacher writes that a prayer is the work in the heart. From what we know, the heart means desires, man's desires, all of his desires. How can a person work with his heart, with his desires, if all of his desires are not under his control? Meaning, he's not boss over his own desires, so how can he control them? A person, gradually, as he studies nature, himself, the wisdom of Kabbalah, it teaches him, explains to him how to prepare yourself to get the right revelation from nature, right response from nature. And the main thing is the general force of nature that we call Creator. So what I feel in my desires, what I want now, this is called a prayer? This is what the Creator hears? Yeah? So we need to change our desires in such a way that they will guide us, direct us toward the correct bestow. So if I open some, I don't know, prayer book, and it says what I need to ask for there, and I come to some place to pray, and in my heart, other desires, other problems, then is it called a prayer? It's like a dissonance. No, a prayer is what your heart feels. Therefore, Therefore, what you need to orient yourself on is to feel what does my heart want now? And what the great Kabbalists wrote, certain prayers, this is what I need to come to? Yeah. They wrote the preferable sensations, preferable aspirations that one should feel in his heart. On the one hand, there are many different prayers. In certain days, parts of the year, seasons, holidays, on the one hand. On the other hand, it says, Kabbalah writes, that you need to ask just for one thing, for the Creator to give Him your qual- His quality, the quality of bestowal. So why are there entire books written about it? Well, actually, that's the only thing that we need to acquire such qualities as the Creator has. So, just one sentence is enough. I'm asking for the quality of love and bestow, and really don't need anything more. But in order for a person to understand what is he actually asking for, what exists in this prayer, for this he needs many words. So, this thick book uh, of a prayer, uh, the, the prayer text, we need for what? in order to direct the person correctly towards his request. What kinds of prayers are there? There are many. There's a request, there's gratitude. There are many different kinds of prayer. So there are two kinds. There's 
prayer and gratitude. I ask and I thank. Okay, so what does one need to ask for and to be thankful for what, ideally? So if we're turning to the Creator, first of all, we need to set some kind of relations with Him, establish some kind of relationship with Him, and therefore there are prayers that allow a person to tune himself like you tune a musical instrument so that a person will really be able to correctly express the sensations. And for that, there's tuning. So there are prayers that speak of how to, how should a person calibrate or tune himself. That's the first part of our prayer. Then there are prayers that talk about the Creator, the one that we're turning to. Who is He? What is He? Why do we need to grasp Him this way and not that way in order to turn to Him correctly? We need to understand His qualities, His nature. We need to calibrate ourselves on gratitude, requests, on any and every, whatever relations we might have towards ourselves, the world, Him, the Creator. It is all necessary for a person to feel and to calibrate himself, just like we tune a musical instrument. What's the difference between a group prayer and individual prayer? Ah, this is an entire system. The thing is that if we turn to the Creator, then it's very important for us, for our prayer to be collective, general, that comes from many people and not just from one. As a person connects with other people, he aims himself in such a way that the Creator can hear him. And if just one person asks, then his prayer is very ineffective. Do you mean to be physically with other people? Well, actually, physically it's also possible, but not necessarily physically. The main thing is for a person to feel that he is connected to other people, and that he wishes to connect his request with the requests of the many, of the public. There is something called the prayer of many. What is it that I need to pray for the many and not for myself? Exactly. When a person prays for the many, that is the most effective prayer. And what should one ask for? Good, correction, coming closer to the Creator, etc. Actually, uh, even in Kabbalah, it says that if you ask for yourself, then you're actually harming your soul. What does it mean? What does it mean not to ask for yourself? Because all of our requests need to be in order to correct ourselves and come closer to the Creator. The Creator is the quality of absolute bestowal, absolute love, absolute connection between everyone. And so, so if we direct ourselves at turning correctly to the Creator, we first of all need to calibrate ourselves on these qualities. Okay, so I'm asking to have the quality of bestowal. What, do I harm myself by it? No, you don't. Because in the quality of bestowal, you calibrate yourself on bestowal. You already wish to be like the Creator. Yeah, but I'm still I'm asking for myself, for me to have this quality. What for? in order to bestow. So, actually, you're not asking for yourself, but 
you're asking in order to somehow bestow, serve others. Okay, if a person asks for health, family, that everything will turn out good, that's harmful. It's harmful? Yeah. It won't harm only in in that case where he asks for the entire world and for himself as a part of the world. So if I'm asking, give me health, but in order to later get the quality of bestow, yeah, or in general, you're asking for everyone, for everyone, including everyone, and yourself, including. In that case, your prayer uh, is active, is valid. And if people ask for, I don't know, they have corporeal problems and they're asking the Creator to somehow help. Do you see that it helps? I don't know. Probably it helps someone. Someone who doesn't. Actually, it doesn't. It says more strictly in Kabbalah that by it you harm yourself. Harm yourself how? Because you're asking for yourself. You're asking to fulfill or or actually soothe your ego. Calm it down. What? It's not that pleasant. No, I mean, this information, it needs to be known to everyone because people usually ask. That's why people come and study Kabbalah. Well, when I prepared myself, I simply saw that in many of our source texts, it explicitly says that if a person asks for himself, he, by that, hurts or harms his soul. Right? So people need to come and learn how to turn to the upper force and by that, to direct themselves at the correct goal and the good. Okay, so if we're talking about the study of the wisdom of Kabbalah, then I want to ask, to prayer means to turn to the Creator, and it's called raising man. Man is, um, well, it's called main nukvin in Hebrew, female waters. In short, man. And when the Creator answers, it's called mud, which is main tchurin, male waters in translation. So, man and mud, what is that? Female waters are the request. Where we have some kind of uh, desire and we elevate it, we ask, and the male desires are all, the male waters are already the answer. Why is it called waters? Well, in Kabbalah, it becomes clear that water is the quality of Bina, and by the quality of Bina, we can turn to the Creator in one or another inclination. And the female, that's the deficiency. Yeah, the female means that inside there is a deficiency, a desire, a lack, a lack of fulfillment. And for men, it's the opposite. There's fulfillment and open desires. So the created being is always the female desires. Yeah, the female type. And the light of fulfillment is the male type. And it has nothing to do with men and women in our world. No, no, by no means, of course not. So what it actually means is it talks about man's desire. Yeah, exactly. You see that you need to learn all these things. And only after that can you correctly calibrate yourself. And not just so, but it is gradual, gradual work that a person um, produces in his heart and his desire, and gradually, gradually this way aims himself 
add correctly, turning to nature, to the upper force, and receiving correspondingly the force and fulfillment. So if I correctly understand in Kabbalah, prayer is the main thing, it's the main action of a person, there is nothing, nothing else. Right. And sometimes it takes dozens of years to reach it. Yeah, it could take many years. Many years just in order to reach the correct prayer. Yeah? Actually, it's the main thing. To come to the right prayer is our goal. Throughout the entire years of the studies of Kabbalah and your entire life, I understand that the prayer needs to be in the heart, the correct prayers in the heart, from the heart. But, you know, the ideal, ideally, what does a person need to come to ask for what? To ask love towards everyone, for love towards everyone. That's it? That's it. Just so, three words, I ask give me love toward everyone. And now try it. What, for it to be in the heart? Yeah? Okay. Your teacher, Rabash, writes that the main thing is the prayer. He says that man needs to pray to the Creator to allow him to go above reason, and this work needs to be in happiness as if he has already reached spirituality. How is it possible to ask for something like that? What do you do with the ordinary requests that, you know, automatically pop up in you? If a person calibrates himself on connection with others, love towards others, if he turns to the Creator in order to rise above his egoistic nature, then gradually everything works out. But it is against our nature. Yeah? That's why I said that's how it works, gradually. Your teacher also writes that man's sin is in that he didn't ask the Creator for help because were he to ask, then for sure he would have received it. So the only sin committed by man is not that he did something, but that he didn't ask for the Creator's help. Yeah? Why didn't he ask? So can you explain... Uh, certain actions that you performed, something that you did against someone else, against humanity, that's not taken into consideration. You should have asked not to have these kinds of thoughts, awakenings. So if something's already done, it's not a sin, there's the possibility of correcting everything. There are three conditions in prayer writes Bala Sulam in his article Shamati 209 Three Conditions in Prayer that's how the article is called he says that the first is believe that the Creator can save man even though that he has the worst qualities conditions etc etc in the entire generation that's the first condition what does it mean to believe simple belief a person consists of all possible qualities and desires and therefore our teaching it Aims at, at aims us at choosing, picking out of all of our desires, qualities, intentions, 
those that will be directed towards the good, that will guide us and all of humanity toward the good. But if you can explain, what does it mean that one needs to believe? Needs to believe means that I need to be certain that if this is how I act, then eventually I drop on myself the correct influence of the upper force and gradually become corrected. So the first condition is that I need to be sure that the Creator can help me. Yeah. The second condition is that I already did everything that I could, but no salvation in sight, meaning that you didn't do everything yet. It's untrue then, because there's no other way out but to ask, to constantly, constantly churn your plea to the Creator. This is the only inner force of nature that can correct all of us. Therefore, besides prayer, besides a request for correction, there's nothing else. And the third condition is, if the Creator doesn't save you, it's better to die than live this way. This is practically the state that we need to come to, that I want to correct myself so much, I want to be like the Creator so much, that unless I attain it, then... I'm not willing to exist for anything else. So I can't even imagine the situation itself. A person walks around from morning till evening or sits and thinks, how can I love all those around me? And if I can't love them, I don't want to live this way. So I ask the Creator. Yeah, but it's even hard not to even imagine. But if you start thinking about it and understanding that this is the meaning of our life, to correct ourselves from egoism to altruism, then actually, this is how it is? Yeah, but can you imagine people walking around, the eight billion sitting, thinking, ah, how can we love each other? What? I can't even say that it, if, for a moment, this is how they'd imagine themselves, this would have been the prayer of eight billion, and it would have become immediately fulfilled. And you're sure that it will happen at some point? Of course, sure, yeah. Gradually, gradually, in humanity, all the different negative possible emotions, despairs, etc., etc., accumulate, and eventually humanity will come to that. Um, there's letter number 57 by Bala Sulam, where he says that there's no happier state in man's world than when he finds himself despaired with his own strength. How long does it take a person, do you think, to reach despair in his own ability to correct himself, but then he needs to ask one's entire life until the very last moment where he reached such despair that he shouts out to the Creator, the Creator listens, hears him, and corrects him. Does a prayer for others have some kind of impact? Or is it like placebo? What is it like? I don't understand. Does a prayer for others, if I pray for others, yeah, does it have some kind of, can it heal a person? The one that asks or the one that he asks for? No, for himself. Suppose I ask for others, and by that, I, as if, will be better off. Sure, so it says in the prayer, that I ask for everyone, including everyone, and myself. Last in line. 
Потому что, ну, как бы сегодня психологи, ученые раскрыли. Because psychologists, they discovered that scientists found out that even if a person performs altruistic actions, good deeds, it has a good influence over his body, over his physical, mental state. It's the same in Kabbalah. Yeah, of course, it works on all levels. So the less a person thinks about himself and the more he thinks about others, the better he, the better off he is. Yeah? Can you explain the mechanism that what upper forces are enacted when many people pray together? What mechanisms start working? The thing is that we come from being one spiritual object called soul. Or Adam. So, this one spiritual object that we're all included in, if we wish to really launch it, unite ourselves in it, raise the general desire of this object, of this so-called Adam, to the Creator, for the Creator to correct it, fulfill it, bring itself closer to Him, then eventually it happens, and we feel positive results. So a person, by his own prayer, he launches tremendous processes in the superorganism called creation or humanity because he acts through the upper force, through the Creator. And therefore, uh, the uh, man, little man, can launch tremendous forces in nature. But the still vegetative anima, they pray too on their level. Yes, any being, even still, not even to mention the vegetative animate and people, they all pray at their foundation lays a desire. So to correctly direct this desire is something that only man can do who studies how to do it. And then his desire becomes directed correctly and works to his benefit and to the benefit of everyone. So if I correctly understand any created being has a deficiency created by the Creator, and even, I don't know, a table, still matter. It is its desire to preserve its form, and that's its request. So, obviously, also, um, the vegetative and animals have, and man, yeah, he also wants to change himself, to ask for that consciously, yeah. Okay, I think we scrutinized everything. No further questions. Everything's clear. So let's go. Let's realize things. Yeah, how to realize it all? One last question. There is a prayer that appears automatically, meaning I don't even, in the heart, uh, you know, any deficiency that's revealed, I want to eat, I want to drink, it is the quality of any living being. How does the Creator relate to this? In no way He awakens these desires and He's the one that satisfies or satiates them. So should I ask or there's no point? No, that's something else. If you ask against your own nature above it, 
then that is already something completely different. Then you consciously turn to your nature and the Creator and you wish to change yourself. So actually, if I would want to eat or I'm sick and I want to heal myself, then there's no point in asking the Creator for it because He's the one who initiated the sickness or whatever. It helps nonetheless. Any appeal to the Creator helps because one way or another you turn to Him. So it's better to turn to the Creator and ask for whatever, only be correctly directed towards Him. Really? Prayer needs to consist of the correct direction, correct direction, called kavana, intention. And then it will be very effective. So even if I have some kind of shortcoming, and I already understand that obviously the Creator initiated it, it's good to add some some physical words. Yeah. Speak out of yourself. Speak from yourself. The more, the better. The Creator will understand and will put it correctly. And an even higher level is when you ask for things that are against your own desire. Against your desire and mainly for the sake of others. For others. For the entire world, for everyone. One, for all of them to wisen up, become better, closer to each other, for them to become softer, um, kinder. And the same, uh, you wish to be inside of them. These are the simplest and most efficient prayers. So how is it all built, made? Obviously, the Creator's nature. It is the general force in which we exist. How is it you can hear the prayer? Desire. It is a desire. This is what works. When I say something, I don't even necessarily need to say it or say it in any language or whistle it or sing it. So it's physics. There's one great big force. We launch our desires. And each of our desires is also a tiny force and it is felt. Of course. So it's physics. Of course it's physics. What else? Why need it to be something else works somehow differently. It is the force of nature, but these forces are something that we can realistically direct ourselves, focus it, concentrate it. We can direct them, guide them. We can direct all of nature. But when you read the prayers that are written, the sources, it sounds like, you know, What's written there is what we already need to want. And really to come to it for that, you need an explanation, you need education, you need to study. Okay, everything's clear. Thank you very much. Until next time, all the best. I advise you to come to us and learn how, with the help of prayer, can we change our life. All the best. Thank you.